on one hand there is no oxygen at all which is the lifeline for a person to survive and they are risking that so they are okay to get into a situation where they are possibly getting going to get into a situation where there is no oxygen and breathlessness and thereby death but still they are standing in the line or queues and trying to get alcohol in various ways taking huge risk running here and there finding some black market all those things are absolutely as you said exposure to risk and for no reason and that itself is a clear cut indication that for them who is interested in alcohol life is not as important as alcohol but if you go in a deeper sense and look at it in fact the consumption of alcohol is always in a subtle way in a subconscious level it is a kind of depression welcome to 13 13 is a podcast about being and creating in this podcast we acknowledge the mundane and celebrate the everyday here we interact read and share our experiences with an intent to be and to create your host for today are prasanna and myself shantesh let's get started Recently I came across this video on one of the social media platforms where in anticipation of yet another lockdown with the kind of situation we are in right now because of the pandemic people started queuing up in front of alcohol stores and they were in such a large number that that itself risks the uh, sort of exposure to virus to many people and it made me think and question that why is there so much of need and desperation to have alcohol is that a sort of a compulsive behavior that we are into that we ourselves are not realizing or we do not have a control on that situation and where does this sort of behavior come from for those people who are queuing up it's quite real that they would not or they may not have a stock of their alcohol for daily consumption and they cannot survive but when you see when i see at this situation from a certain distance i see absurdity in this act and i'm sure that those people on their sensible front many of them well educated people queuing up there on their sensible front are sensible enough to not make such a poor judgment on the situation and yet somehow we see uh, people of all walks of life with all sorts of exposure uh, well educated well to do families still doing this sort of a thing so i just wanted to with this example bring the subject of the nature of compulsive behavior that comes without our realization on certain things certain acts where we are unable to detach ourselves and we are unable to see so what's your thought on this prasanna yeah so shantesh uh, even before we start with our conversation today i just want to give a caveat that 
uh, we are definitely not into the right and wrong of it what is good or bad about it so we absolutely don't want to get into that conversation we are just looking at a fact and getting into a conversation about it so uh, with that context i think coming to your specific example and i think because of our uh, small length of the podcast even if we stick with alcohol rather than going into other um, uh, things which are connected with compulsive behavior is also fine let us see based on our time how we go but i would like to first focus on this particular topic which you raised about alcohol that when there are these lines where on one hand there is no oxygen at all which is the lifeline for a person to survive and they are risking that so they are okay to get into a situation where they are possibly getting going to get into a situation where there is no oxygen and breathlessness and thereby death but still they are standing in the line or queues and trying to get alcohol in various ways taking huge risk running here and there finding some black market all those things are absolutely as you said exposure to risk and for no reason and that itself is a clear cut indication that for them who is interested in alcohol life is not as important as alcohol but if you go in a deeper sense and look at it in fact the consumption of alcohol is always in a subtle way in a subconscious level it is a kind of depression and when a person is depressed he some people take drastic measures of killing themselves but some people choose a slow poisoning kind of approach and alcohol is in a way if you see at a deeper level i think it is about that because they slowly want to poison themselves they want to go run away from reality escape from reality even if it is for small amount of time even if they know that once the uh, influence of alcohol is over they have to face back the reality but then again they find the immediate instance um, to get into that zone where they are again trying to escape from reality and that is why you will see that many these many of these people who are addicted to alcohol they are always preoccupied they always plan their next party before completing their current party because that's how it is i have seen so many people who are even well to do it is not about the money or the amount of uh, uh, or the price associated with those alcohol bottles or anything but they will make sure that this time i am paying next time you pay and then next time someone else will pay so this is all an arrangement to make sure that we meet next time again for this same thing so there are ways in which they will organize it and then people who drink on their own or drink alone for them it is absolutely uh, it's a continuous thing that every evening they want it and they are fully preoccupied by it so i just wanted to come to that point that the standing in lines or making stock available so that when the lockdown starts they have it just to make sure that the slow killing continues mm. before we go further i think uh, just to again uh, make uh, myself conscious of not taking a moral stand i think uh, consumption of alcohol uh, as a way of slow killing uh, applies when you are thinking of alcohol as a means to intoxicate as opposed to occasional drinking uh, to to get together with friends and family so that judgment should not be misinterpreted otherwise uh coming to the aspect of what you are saying about uh making sure that you plan the next party before you complete this one uh 
is very true also because uh, 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 the whole idea there is to get a high out of alcohol or something else because essentially they are not having that high from their life and to really get that high or get that kick out of a substance uh, is one thing but then getting habituated to that is what I'm really trying to touch upon. What are your thoughts about this process of habituation where you rely on this substance so much that you really feel that you are dependent on it? Not just alcohol, be it the mobile phones that today kids are holding in their hands and suddenly you take out that phone from them, they become very aggressive, very jittery. They, they are unable to control their emotions. I heard about this from you also and, and I have seen my own uh, uh, in, within my family kids around me. And this sort of compulsiveness is what I am really keen to look into, where this comes from and why do we seem to lose control? Yeah. So, uh, again, it touches back to the same topic of addiction, I think. And when it comes to addiction of any sort, then um, some people say that some good addictions are good addictions. But I think all of these good or bad addictions come from the same mindset. Now, even for that matter, um, uh, if you are doing something which is uh, so-called good for uh, well-being or health or whatever, but if it is coming from that state of compulsion that without it you cannot survive or without it it cannot let you be calm and cool and at peace then i think there is a problem so uh, definitely it has to be dealt with in multiple ways including the first and foremost step is to be aware about being present because in all these things especially if you come to uh, alcohol or use of excess use of uh, technology or excess use of screens in all these cases, the first thing is denial, a huge amount of denial. No alcoholic will ever accept uh, that he is facing the problem. This particular example with which we started, there are people who say that, okay, it's good that there is now lockdown, which will help me come out of alcohol. And these are the people who will not stand in the line first or they will not have that quota or stock uh, preserved with themselves a week before but these are the people who will go to the black markets on in the next week when they really see that how helpless they are without alcohol and uh, of course they were fully willing to quit and that's why they didn't take that stock and that why that's why they said that it is good that this is happening this will let me come out of the mm. uh, bottle but the bottle will not let, let me just uh, interject here because the idea of willingness to quit, and I've seen this in many uh, through pandemic and without pandemic also, that willingness to quit comes from an understanding that this is not good for your health or good for your body. So there is that understanding, which is very clear. Uh, not just alcohol in terms of smoking, also people are trying to quit and they relapse and so on and so forth. But one interesting point that you raised is about terming something good and bad uh, in the context of habit in particular. You term something as a good habit and a bad habit. And I really wanted to stress upon this notion 
because ultimately I feel that whether good or bad, it's a habit and a compulsive nature. Therefore, uh, for example, going every morning for a gym may be termed as good habit by some or uh, writing daily into your diary at the end of the day may be termed as a good habit. Uh, and respecting elders can be mentioned as a good habit. On the other side, bad habit, we all know the list is quite long. Uh, bad habit also comes with a sort of a judgment and so does good habit. But essentially, unless we inculcate the so-called good habit as part of our lifestyle, you are into this compulsive trap of trying to force yourself to get habituated to something. And habit means it's a set pattern where you are doing that activity mindlessly. Now, you don't turn eating lunch every day at a set time, say 12.30 p.m., you're having your lunch every day, you will not say that as a good habit. That's a part of your lifestyle. You really uh, are kind of accustomed to that lifestyle. There is also a distinction there where on one particular day, if you don't get food at 12.30 and you become jittery, then it might be a habit that you compulsively need that food. Otherwise, that sense of hunger will come. And if you are able to deal with it and really, okay, this situation or this circumstances, circumstance demands my presence to be in certain meeting for that day, and it's okay to kind of reschedule myself. And then again, from the next day, you kind of get back into that lifestyle mode. It's a part of your life. It's not habituated. It's not compulsive in nature. And when you are making something a part of your lifestyle, it's a choice and where there is mindfulness, whereas in habit, it's a pattern and there is the lack of presence of that mind or your own presence into that activity. And that is where I'm really trying to distinguish between these two uh, aspects of habits and lifestyle. And you never term lifestyle as good lifestyle or bad lifestyle, whereas habits are always often referred in the context of good and bad. And I think there is that distinction which I really wanted to make. Yeah. So I think when we are talking about activities or lifestyle and uh, comparing it with habits, uh, when we talk about the specific topics which we started with today of alcohol i think i would rather call it an addiction than even habit to be very honest because um, it's a stage where you have so much of obsessive compulsive nature associated with it that um, as we started with and by the way just want to clarify that when i use the word depression it was with complete cognizance of the meaning of the word depression not in a lighter way I know the so-called woke gang can jump on it saying that, okay, you are normalizing a word like depression. No, I'm not normalizing. I'm pretty much aware. I'm not a psychiatrist and we are also not going to get into that psychiatric language. But then we are aware of what exactly depression means. We have seen people who have gone through depression, who have taken treatment. So not talking it in a very light way, but still in continuing to say that alcohol consumption has a very deep connection with depression and people are into it without acknowledging and accepting it. So, uh, Shantesh, I would say that habit and addiction is a very clear distinction here and alcohol for that matter uh, is a solid addiction and I'll tell you other reason. 
why people are not able to quit it or come out of it is also because what to do next is a big question for them because they the you you one loses the meaning of life at a so deep level that without it what next then why should we do anything because every celebration should happen with alcohol every um, sad event should be connected with alcohol so you are so much deep rooted with that one particular thing that without that life looks worthless and useless mm. so i think that's how i would like to see it yeah and i think it's only by this realization that there is a compulsive nature which is coming into it where otherwise seemingly absurd act of standing in a queue without maintaining social distancing without uh, wearing a mask but with a fear or worry that by the time my number comes maybe the particular brand that i'm looking for is out of stock is itself absurd one needs to maintain that distance and if you are habituated if that addiction is coming out of compulsion for you that becomes so real that you are unable to bring that distance and i think the only way to bring that distance is to mindfully bring a sense of awareness to the situation that you are in to the moment that you are dealing with alcohol just being an example but imagine if you bring this mindfulness into your day to day activity that you are looking at any situation with the with a total sense of presence into that situation and at the same time you are able to distance yourself and look at the larger picture i think it it will give us a choice to make a decision rather than compulsively act on that situation uh, uh, in a certain context maybe taking forward a certain argument without realizing and getting completely into it or uh, uh, for the sake of it uh, putting across your opinion against somebody's just because you want to be right or eating mindlessly uh, or anything that uh, that we often do out of a sort of a compulsive need and i think the only solution for that that i can see for now is to become mindfully present yeah and how to become mindfully present is i think for individual to find because for somebody it may be meditation as a way for somebody it may be starting the day with a simple activity of a breathing exercise or reading a book or something else and so one has to then find for themselves we are not in the business of giving solutions to how that has to be achieved but i think we just want to discuss about this any final thoughts prasanna before we complete the conversation no i agree with you being mindful or being aware about uh, the problem first without uh, uh, trying to run away or trying to uh, hide that i think that is the first step because what happens in these cases is if you see uh, one starts fooling oneself to such a level that then that whole myth becomes reality and you start and the people around you are seeing the myth 
yes actually. yes but you are more interested in a peop- in those kind of people who accept what is real for you now <laughs> and then it becomes a confirmation bias there are people who actually justify their alcohol especially during this pandemic situation because they say that it kills the virus you, don't you know that even the sanitizer has alcohol are look at the percentage of alcohol in the sanitizer it is sanitizer is not to be consumed inside the body <laughs> it is for washing your hands or anything but yeah. then you go to that level where you start justify anything and everything and then that madness becomes reality for you uh, so i think i will go with what you said to be mindful and aware is the first step towards uh, accepting acknowledging and trying to look at a brighter uh, life in future with that we complete our today's podcast thank you thank you for listening for more such podcasts and daily writings subscribe us on creating13.com that is creating13.com we request you to share this podcast with your friends and family and anyone who may be interested in such topics your sharing will only help us to reach out to people and to serve our cause you can follow us on facebook instagram or twitter we've put the links in the description You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform now. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode and we wish to have you with us again next week for listening a new episode. Until then, take care.